Inspector one, two, three, four, six. There's no trace of Inspector five. But five's the one we want. Maybe if I kick the asses of Inspector two plus Inspector three. Addition never solved anything, Mon. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today, on our 100th episode, we're talking about Season 6, Episode 6, Lethal Inspection. Uh, Before I get to the disastrous opening bit, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us on our hiatus. There were some not great things going on, but you know we we appreciate everybody coming with us and and we're back. We're yeah. back in the saddle again. Back in the saddle again. I like it. Um. So now to uh, rejoin our regularly scheduled Back to the Future in progress for my disastrous opening bit, Ben. How do you deal with your mortality? Um. So well, this is an interesting question because. Um, which is why i posed it so the thing the thing is we live in portland oregon which Mm -hmm. uh is uh due for a major earthquake it's true like any time um that will destroy everything Mm -hmm. and um my girlfriend works in emergency management and so i get to hear all about how the city of portland is doomed and mm-hmm. we're all going to die. And I deal with my mortality by saying, I'm immune to earthquakes. And if, earth- if an earthquake happens, I'm going to punch it until it goes away. Okay, so very similar to the Fry point of view is that denial makes you immortal. Denial makes me immortal. Exactly. <laughs> with, a, with a small caveat that if a punch, an earthquake happens, you'll punch it. I will punch it until the earthquake stops. There's a bad sci-fi movie in that. Oh, I I imagine so. I mean, didn't like Sharknado, but like a spinoff of Sharknado to be like Quake Puncher. Uh huh. Well, now it's just Kick Puncher and Earthquakes right. together. I mean, didn't didn't The Rock wasn't he in a movie where some natural disaster happened? And I well, never saw it, but I was like, he's just gonna punch whatever it is. Wasn't it 2012 when everything blew up and like the? No, mo- I don't no. think he was in 2012. He wasn't in the movie 2012. No, this was a much more recent oh, one. Okay. Well, I know he was in that movie Skyscraper where a skyscraper had things. And he punched the skyscraper he, back together. And he punched it together, yeah. Exactly. I mean, when you're the rock, uh, I'm excuse me, Mr. the Rock. I didn't I didn't I want to make sure that he he knows that the hunter There's respect there. there yeah, yeah, the respect. Um when Mr. the Rock sees a problem, he punches it and it's no longer a par- mm-hmm. problem. Exactly. I'm going to so to deal with earthquakes, I'm going to go to Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Mm -hmm. Academy for Punching Disasters. Uh So that that way I'm prepared. And when an earthquake happens, I'm going to punch it Mm -hmm. until it stops. And, you know, because his name is Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, there's The Rock in there. He knows a thing or two about punching geological events. And how to react to geological events, because he is one. Punching volcanoes, you got mm-hmm. it. Punching earthquakes, you got it. Punching tsunamis, eh, less so. Yeah. You need someone else to punch those. It's true. More like... <laughs> I bet Vin Diesel probably <laughs> Vin punches... Vin the Wave Diesel. Vin the Wave Diesel probably punches tsunamis pretty <laughs> I, well. I am Wave. <laughs> the Rock and the Wave and... The Solar Ray. Mm-hmm. For for space disasters, exactly the coronal mass ejection coming. You get uh, Mark the Ray Ruffalo, <laughs> and he just punches it. I don't know whether I like the, the rough buff or <laughs> Mark the. Sun. Oh man, 
I, I like the, again. We come up with movies in this in this podcast that we need to get made. Because think about would, the team. You could create an entire universe around that. Oh yeah, no, exactly. Because like you got to have someone who can punch tornadoes. Yeah, and then Ooh. when Sharknadoes happen, you got to get Vin the Wave Diesel uh-huh. to help in punching that tornado because uh-huh. now there's sharks uh-huh. in it too. But you need somebody to punch the the animals. So then you get some kind of zoologist guy. I don't know. We, we, I've kind of come to the end of my understanding of who, <laughs> who action stars I can pull and make names out of. Yeah, me too, because I was like... Um, when you pulled Mark Ruffalo, I was like, good. <laughs> Not exactly my choice, but good. Chris Evans, he's one. Yeah, no, he's a guy. Uh, I Yeah, my <laughs> immediate next reaction was <laughs> Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh the... F- <laughs> Hugh the Fauna Grant. <laughs> See, uh, I'm just saying, like, as we build this cinematic uh, universe out, think about the big team-up event at the end with the rock, the wave, the solar ray, and the fauna. <laughs> what could that even look like? And the answer is, think of the villain it would be. It would have to be a villain that wants to take over the world by all disasters at once. Okay. Evil Al Gore. <laughs> Eval Gore. Eval Gore. <laughs> it's good to be back, y'all. It is let's, good to be back. Have you noticed that we haven't done this for a bit? Let's talk about Futurama. Oh, yeah, that's the thing we talk about here. Uh, so, season six, episode six, Lethal Inspection. <laughs> So we start in a park. Uh, the Planet Express crew is in a war reenactment. Sorry, I'm still thinking about Eval Gore. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I, I'm so happy I came up with it. Whew. Okay, yeah, we do. As you said, we start in a park. They are doing a a not a civil war reenactment, mm-hmm. a Sithal war uh-huh. reenactment uh, against the Sith from the Star Wars movies. And so they are dressed up, sort of like you know. Normal, like mm-hmm. American Civil War yes. soldiers, and then a bunch of nerds in like Sith mm-hmm. costumes show up. They all look like basically different forms of Darth Maul. Uh huh. And they have the greatest names of all Darth Stroyer, Darth Trocious, Darth Sploder, Darth Erderer, and Darth Ithead. Uh-huh. So my question for you, this is the other one I could have done for my disastrous opening bit. What would your Darth name be in this? Uh Darth Ben. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> On the 10, you're just always Ben. Mhm. Um Darth the Rock. <laughs> Darth Valgor. No, 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 I got it. Okay, we're here. I got it. My Sith name. Okay. Darth the Raven Nevermore. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, wow. You, you kind of did nail it, but in, the, in a way that I wasn't anticipating you nailing it. I would dress up like Edgar Allan Poe, but with a lightsaber. You know, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Darth the Raven Nevermore. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe Walker. Uh, so meanwhile, during this war, Hermes is doing like weird real time war <laughs> accounting. Well, I mean, with every war, you have the war accountant. Oh, it's true. You know, he's but out there with his uh, adding machine and uh, sure. I I just love Hermes always being there and like enjoying things his way. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. No, like Hermes is definitely a character who is just like. He li- he knows what he likes, and he he's does what he likes, and he does what he likes, and he's not afraid to to do any of that. Mm-hmm. It's we should all aspire to be more like Hermes. It's true. When I think of my life, I I think, am I being Hermes enough? No, I need to be more Hermes. Fill out more forms, do more limbo. Mm-hmm. Definitely do more limbo. I'll, I'll I'll be okay with the amount of forms that I fill out. Yeah, one by one, each of the uh, non Sith. I don't know what their the name of their army is. I don't think we were we're told that. No, I, I just refer to them as their normal names. 
Uh, but one like scruffy one by one they all sort of die uh scruffy gets stabbed and he's like candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long and then he just keels over he he lays down is like yep it's very funny the professor dies and the uh sith that kills him all this is in it's a reenactment so it's all in scare quotes um the the sith is like oh that's really good acting it's like huh is he actually dead then uh, we find out also that during the real Sithal War, there the death toll was ninety eight million to, to the point where Hermes is like, "Hurry it up, everybody! <laughs> Everybody's got to start dying now." And uh, and they cut away to the the military battlefield, which is apparently right next to them, and it is terrifying. Very large, just full of graves, just full of them. And uh, this causes Bender to mock humans about how easily they die. Mm-hmm. Um. And Bender says he can't die because he's a robot, and he has a wireless backup unit, which so that when his body dies, his entity can be downloaded into another body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use a cloud backup for Back to the Futurama, so uh, even if somebody comes in and kicks my computer, mm-hmm. uh, the, if the rock came in and punched my computer to death... Which, would, which should have precedent, because there is silicon in there. Exactly. And also, we kind of made fun of him. I, I don't know when we made fun no, of him. No, I don't think we it made was, fun we of him. We appreciate The Rock. We, 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 we do appreciate Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, oh, I have a I great... I mean, think, think about how many things he's punched and like how they all do what he wants. I, I don't want to be in the, on the other side of a punch of his. But if he came in and punched my computer, the podcast would continue to exist because mm-hmm. it's all backed up to the cloud mm-hmm. and and <laughs> even if he punched apple podcast servers uh-huh but the thing is he can't punch the cloud that's not part of the geology part of the world. geology uh-huh. so he can't punch it he has to get his friend to punch it and then now we're now he's kind of taking a villainous turn and i'm i, I don't think that's what mr the rock dwayne the rock johnson would do it's true also as an aside i know we've talked about the rock an awful lot already <laughs> but i have a friend uh, who uh, I went to high school with. Okay. Who she has a life-size The Rock decal on her, uh, w- on the wall in her house. Okay. And every oh, Halloween, the, the, the best, uh, in- <laughs> the best investment you can make in. A house. Oh, absolutely! Every Halloween, she and her family does thirty-one days of The Rock costumes where she oh, makes I love it. she makes these um like paper cutouts to put over this decal to dress them up in various ways for Halloween and then her family like dresses up with it and then that they do these like shoots uh, and they do it once a day every day for every October and they she's been doing it for like 3 years <laughs> it's That's such kind a great of idea. amazing and, that is so and good. she tagged The Rock in it, and The Rock was like, that's awesome. So The Rock knows about <laughs> this and is pretty cool. <laughs> and is ap- approving of it. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. This is why Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the best. He, yeah, he's the best. Not only does he save us from earthquakes, uh, he also has a good sense of humor and is a good guy. Yeah. Anyways, we should probably talk less about The Rock. <laughs> I mean, if we want to keep talking about Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, well, wait, now, I think that's a precedence. different podcast. Because if we talk about The Rock a lot, he might become aware of this podcast. Ooh. And then we can be friends with The Rock. Uh huh. And then we can have a Mario, we can play Super Mario Party with us two, Lin Manuel Miranda, your best friend, and <laughs> Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That, that would actually be really fun. That would be like, the coolest thing that ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> Until you stole Mr. The Rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson star. Oh, I would punched. be terrified. I, I would only steal stars from you in yeah, that I situation. Know. I would do the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm what's, sorry, Mr. The that? Rock, Dwayne the Rock the Johnson. The Rock has five stars and Mike has one star. I'm taking that one star. I'm going to take that one star from Mike. You say Lynn manuel Miranda has seven stars? No, that's fine. <laughs> Anyway, oh, n- oh, my head cannon just happened, and I'm thinking about the the McElroys and Lin Manuel Miranda playing Super Mario Party, and that's the raddest thing. In the I'm world. into it. This video needs to exist. It needs to be shot, and it needs to exist. Yeah, I need I need the entire game. I I don't I don't want any breaks. Uh huh. Just straight up. Uh. Anyways, wireless backup is how I got onto that topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we get a little loopy when we haven't been in the the studio for a while. Oh yeah, no, we're. 
we should never take any breaks ever again because our <laughs> the quality just drops. Because it's at a relatively constant when we're there, and then it we break, and then we're like, what is this thing that we're doing? Anyways, the Sith win the war, which one of them proclaims supreme diggity. <laughs> With a really low voice, which is hilarious. Um, the They win the war because they have a net cost of only $12 per life cut short. It's a pretty good rate, pretty I good guess. Rate. Yeah. Without knowing the other side, I don't I don't know how close it was. Back at Planet Express, the professor needs a wheelchair uh for some reason. I don't remember. Well, everybody's sore and everybody hurts cuz they, you know, we're reenacting a war and just cuz it was a fake war doesn't mean that the the knees aren't really scruffed. Mhm. So Bender goes to get this wheelchair for the professor. The professor, when it's called a wheelchair, is like, I don't need a wheelchair. Give me the soft chair with wheels on it. Bender's like, well, I'm I'm totally perfect. And Leela says that he's not. And Bender counters that by saying, there's only one person's opinion that I care about in this topic. And he pulls out a little card that says, inspected by inspector number five. So therefore, inspector five says he's perfect. It's true. Perfect and infallible in every way. And then as Bender gets up from this wheelchair that he uh, mm. got for the professor, it looks like there's some oil that leaked into it. Although Bender's like, no, 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 it can't be oil. Must be some of that urine you're all so proud about. And then Fry dips a finger in it and tastes it. And is like, <laughs> nope, that's oil, all right. I have a lot of <laughs> concerns with what fry just did Uh there are other ways to test this fry but no just gonna go ahead and when you don't know what a substance is Mm -hmm. the best way is to just dip your finger in and taste it yeah also that implies that fry is aware of because he doesn't say no it's oil He's just, no, it's not urine. Therefore, that implies he knows. Oh, I see. What the taste of, like, he can identify urine by taste. I, uh. I don't like this. No, me neither. Um, but. Are things really that rough for you, Rye? For Rye. Rye. (laughs) So, yeah, it it turns out that Bender is leaking oil. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which zoidberg takes to mean that it's his ink defense and then zoidberg just inks everybody like it's going out of style and then leaves and says see you later friends (laughs) yeah friends is might be overstating it right now i will say that in the new uh in the reboot series like they really they never stray far from zoid the original zoidberg intent zoidberg is always on point yes he's very good Just like you call that an ink defense. So the professor takes a look at what's going on with Bender, and it turns out that he is faulty. Uh, he does not have... Uh, he's a, he has a fatal defect, and that fatal defect is that he was built without a backup unit. Uh, this This means that there's no backup copy of Bender, so if he dies, he dies. He copes with it as you'd expect. By putting his head in his compartment and screaming? Yes. Can I change my how I deal with my mortality to putting my own head in my own chest and then screaming? I would like to see this. Okay. Um, I'll uh, work on it and I'll let you know. Okay. I, 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 we should have a video for our listeners as well. Uh, okay. Well, that will probably not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go writing checks that my... Anatomy can't cash. Yeah, your neck can't cash that one. The professor points out that Bender only has a limited amount of time left, anywhere from about a minute to a billion years. Fry says, well, at least you you can plan with that time. Oh, yeah. Because that's not a huge amount of time, regardless. Um, This is where we find out that Fry uh, thinks he's immortal because of denial. mm -hmm. A Bender is upset and blames Inspector Five for bringing him into this world. Um, he also says anything less than immortality is a complete waste of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to live forever. That sounds awful. Yeah. You'd basically watch. I'd a- run out of podcasts to do. Oh, that is not the case. And you know that. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Mo- it depends the- on if I can get The Rock to be on my next podcast. I mean, at that point, the world is your podcast oyster. The Rock, if you're listening... 
let us let me know let's we'll talk we'll uh figure out something and maybe i'll guest her once mm-hmm. Just, we'll, we'll see if the rock allows that yeah yes. yeah no i understand it's at the the <laughs> mr the rock doing the rock johnson's uh graciousness to allow me to be on the podcast for five minutes so yes bender decides that he's going to track down inspector number five this is after uh zoyberg suggests giving him a nice cavorking yeah we find out that uh inspector number five is just some bean counting bureaucrat uh that blends into the word woodwork so he'll never be able to find Mm. inspector five and it's at this point it looks over to hermes and hermes is wearing a shirt that is the exact color of the planet (laughs) express wall like literally blending into the woodwork it's it's a tremendous i love this visual joke such a good image so 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 good it's it's pretty wonderful (laughs) he literally disagrees but he's literally Um, uh, Leela suggests getting, uh, getting the help of another bureaucrat and immediately Bender starts cozying up to Hermes, even though he made fun of Hermes about three seconds ago. Hermes. And I would like to note that Hermes does look apprehensive with the whole thing. Oh yeah. No, he, he definitely does. Um, he also decides to take his little like portable filing cabinet. <laughs> yes, because he's going to he's going to help Bender because to prove that he's not just a paper pushing file jockey. I think that uh for my bureaucrat girlfriend, I need to 3D print a mini file cabinet. I think that would be the best idea that I've ever heard. Mhm. Yep. Better than this podcast. So, well, okay, uh, now you're you're right. <laughs> there is a there is a better idea than the one you just gave. The podcast that you'll have with Mr. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This podcast what uh-huh. we're talking about? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh so yeah, I just need to find a 3D printer and some uh blueprints for a mini filing cabinet. I'm sure those exist on the web or the dark web. Who knows? Um I I have not looked into any 3D printing whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure they have them at libraries and stuff now. It's true. I've I've looked into it because I think it's really cool. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. And like owning your own is really expensive. And then you have to buy the filament and, you know, you know, and you got to buy the printer. And also, like, let's be real. The cats that I live with would not allow a printer to be doing its thing for as long. I print one sheet of paper out of my paper printer. Yes. And the cats freak out because they're like, <laughs> what is this beast? That is making this racket and spitting out paper. I mean, it, it must look like a dragon to them. Probably. They're, they're playing, uh, uh, wait, cats and dragons. Like D&D, but C&D. Okay. Well, no, because the cat would, the cat would not be a dungeon. Uh, apartments and printers. Apartments and appliances. Ooh, that's A&A. So, advanced apartments <laughs> and appliances. Advanced apartments and appliances. <laughs> they go to the central bureaucracy not before uh hermes deputizes leela as lil bureaucrat ah uh, yes th- thank you that is a very important note because that'll come back because mm-hmm. because there's so much critical filing that needs to be done so then they go to the central bureaucracy bent to get in bender masquerades as a pencil sharpener and he sharpens a pencil with uh it looks like his butt mm-hmm and and the joke continues with the bureaucrat that let them in using the tongs that he has at his desk, of course, to pick up that that uh, pencil and throw it directly into an incinerator right next to his butt. I heartily endorse that plan of action. Mm-hmm. How fast? How how close do you have to sit to that incinerator, though? I assume all bureaucrats sit next to incinerators at all times. In Futurama world or in the real world? Both. Oh, I see. It's 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 one of those things that's ripped from the headlines. Absolutely. Sure. I feel like we need to get a special guest here for a moment. Be like, <laughs> do you sit next to incinerator? Uh-huh. Great, thank you. Oh yeah, just charging into the other room and being like, Sarah, do you sit next to incinerator all day, every day? <laughs> point a microphone in her face like like we're legitimate reporters. Oh yeah, no, she'll love that. Uh-huh. Absolutely. There's no chance that I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. So, <laughs> or that we're, I'm, she's like, I'm leaving this friend group entirely. So they go to uh, this like giant cube of cubicles in cubicle room 729 after taking a gondola ride, like in Venice. And it was, nice. it was a nice little moment when between Hermes and Bender, I think. 
Bender is like, until now, I thought cubes were exciting. <laughs> it's funny to me that Hermes maintains a cubicle in this space for weekend getaways. Bureaucrats, man. I mean, I guess. So they uh, go into this giant cube of rotating cubes of cubicles. That literally flings a bureaucrat across the room at one point. So we find out here, because Hermes signs into his his terminal mm-hmm. that it has like a face scanner mm-hmm. and that's what lets him in which um nailed that one futurama because like now iphones do that it's true i do i do think it's a little bit more than a face scanner because it also recognizes that it has a rectangular that hermes has a rectangular mass in his colon which is a calculator <laughs> he he ate to gain its power and then that's it that's all he says and then everyone else forgets about it mm-hmm. but i like, did not like, this is very important to me. <laughs> I yeah, I would be like, okay, hold that thought. My quest for vengeance can wait. Tell me more about this idea of you feeling you can eat calculators to gain their strength. <laughs> because I want to know more about that. This, uh, yeah, that's that's the episode to me, man. It's it's not this. I gotta go find Inspector Five. It's I gotta know why you ate that calculator. Why you think that the, that will help at all? So they look up Inspector 5, and um, it turns out that his record has been totally blanked. Totally blanked. Not even there. It's gone. Uh, huh. We get a very quick vignette back to Planet Express, where... Leela is reading a book on the world's bravest hamsters. It's such a good book title. And uh, she she reads a lot of weird books about <laughs> it's, animals. It's good. I love it. Uh, so at a... Something comes in uh, through the pneumatic tubes, and she's like, okay, just got to sort this alphabetically. Just like Hermes told her. Which, when he told her, he sang the ABC song to her. it's very good. Uh, So she starts, like, she's like, A, B, C, and she opens it up, and it's an alienese. And so she's like, I don't know what to do with this. And she shoves it behind a plant and then just calls it good. It's It's a good sign. First file, file it behind a plant. This is why you should have an incinerator at all times. It's true. Which I'm pretty sure the office has an incinerator in it. I know you've seen it before. It does. Canonically, it does because uh, when Fry thought he was a robot, right. he throws the adding machine into the incinerator. See? I'm telling you. Bureaucrats <laughs> sit next to an incinerator all the time. This plan is... Or this thought has precedent it's, i'm not just making this uh, up. no i'm not saying you're making it up i mean there is half of it that i think you're making up which is all bureaucrats outside of the future army universe but that's okay <laughs> i would i would if you're a bureaucrat in in the world not in the futurama world please tweet at back to futurama and let us know if you sit next to an incinerator send us a picture of your incinerator as long as it's not classified information mm-hmm. a classified incinerator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean if it they're if they're a, a high enough grade of bureaucrat, it might be top secret or classified uh, incinerator. Mm-hmm. Now, and I wouldn't want to get you in trouble. Certainly not. Perhaps, though, you could find a lesser bureaucrat's incinerator and take a picture of that instead. Yeah, okay. Sure, just send us send us pictures of incinerators. That, that you sit next to or know a bureaucrat that sit next to. We just don't want to see pictures of incinerators any like any other kind bureaucratic incinerator exactly that's it's very important to me because we could get some weird pictures real fast is all i'm saying i'm gonna start a band called bureaucratic incinerators anyways what kind of music do they play (laughs) math rock what is that like uh it's a lot of really weird technical time signatures that is generally not particularly enjoyable to listen to so not pleasing to the ear not unless you like really experimental stuff that you cannot dance to at all. <laughs> well, you can... We're eleven four now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to switch between um eleven four, thirteen four, and twenty two six on Ugh. some sort of like rotating like every third measure. Welcome to Math Rock. Thanks, I hate it. So they go to look for the physical file on Inspector Five. They rush into the physical file archive, and it is comprised of a single file cabinet. That is efficiency. It really is. Hermes, when he opens it up, uh, Bender is too close, and he knocks him over. Mm-hmm. And so Hermes is rifling through the files, and he's like, well, ho- now hold on a minute, because 
Inspector, there's Inspector 3, Inspector 4, Inspector 6. Inspector 5's file doesn't exist. Uh, Bender thinks, well, maybe if I beat up uh, Inspector 2 plus Inspector 3, and Hermes is like, addition never solved anything. Mm -hmm. It did make me think of Winamp, because Winamp, the popular MP3 player from back in the day that really whips the llama's ass, (laughs) it did version two and then they released a version three that everyone hated Uh and then so they combined the two the classic uh code base with the updated code base and then they called it winamp five and so i was thinking about i imagined it as a very 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 obscure reference to winamp even though it probably has nothing to do with winamp you know i think your headcanon works for you very well (laughs) i'll say that I, I I did not know any of that Winamp stuff, to be honest. I know a lot about Winamp, as it turns out. It does. Yeah, it turns <laughs> out that way. I, I appreciate the history lesson on Winamp. Um, if, if you like Winamp, <laughs> tweet that back to Futurama. Winamp was great. It was some great software. Mm-hmm. It still exists, right? Uh, no, it, it's no longer... Um, I mean, I'm sure it exists in like archives and stuff, okay. but... Uh, it is no longer being made. Oh, okay. It's not being like ma- maintained or anything, but you could probably get a previous version or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to look, double check that. We're Ben Google's that corner. Uh, the last stable release was, oh, snap. Uh, it, the last stable <laughs> release was released 20 days ago. Oh, boom. Guess who's getting back were, on the Winamp train? I thought they train. shut that down. I thought Winamp didn't exist anymore. This is the good news about Winamp podcast. Uh, Winamp 6 on October 15th, 2018. So like not very recently. Yeah, very recent. Uh, they announced that there's a new version of Winamp uh, that will be released in 2019. Holy crap. I didn't think Winamp existed anymore. This is breaking news. Winamp not broken and bad. It's good. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a thing. I'm I, I'm I'm so glad we do a service to our listeners. My mind is. Bl- it turns out I don't know as much about Winamp as I thought. <laughs> Here I thought you were such a Winamp master. Are you going to get back on the Winamp train? I mean, I don't use Windows anymore, so. I bet there's a Mac version. Mac amp. <laughs> Plus there's like wine and stuff. Or that's Linux. But there are ways to get uh, Windows applications on Mac, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Fubar 2000 is the best music player of all time. So. I see. Uh, anyways. Now is that dead? Oh, no. It's very actively maintained. All right. So, uh, whoa, we got off track. So. <laughs> Back to the future. I'm a, whoa, we got off track. Bender goes into a phone booth, which Hermes first thinks is a suicide booth. And then uh, Bender's like, no, man, it's a phone booth. And then Hermes is like, a phone booth, huh? I don't have to carry this bulky cell phone around everywhere and tosses it. (laughs) It's time's a circle, man. It's true. Bender calls mom directly. <laughs> to the Not point just where, the company, but calls mom to put to the point where mom's like, "Who is this? How'd you get this number?" And then he complains about a defective robot, and he says, "And I quote: His name is me, because um, he he just reports that he's a defective robot." And then a giant missile comes in to try to kill Bender. Yeah, um, Hermes is the one that understands that mom isn't going to allow a defective product uh, tarnish her brand. Hermes does say her good name, but I think we've seen enough at this point that her good name is not much, but her brand is. Her brand is everything. So, and that's when machine gun killbots come and fire on them. Oh, the killbots. They're back. They're back, and they are not smarter. They are just as smart as they were previously. Which is not. And mom says, that's what you get for calling tech support, which as a person who works for tech support, I can't say I've ever sent killbots after anybody. How how do you feel about that sentence? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it lets me keep my job. That's fair. So uh, they are chased by these killbots. Um, Hermes, they Hermes and Bender get to this big pile of dead bears, um, <laughs> and Hermes like we have to get there by seven thirty eight. 
because that's when the 738 train shows up and hits a bear, apparently on schedule. Uh-huh. All this is going according to plan. Uh-huh. And they hop on the uh, the, the train. I, I just, I don't think I was anticipating hearing, we got to get to that pile of dead bears by 738. <laughs> it's a very interesting statement to make. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's not a thing where you're just like expecting to hear that. Mm-hmm. Even when I knew I was going to have to say it, I'm like, no, this can't mm-hmm. be it. Uh, so they hop on the train and then there's this whole train chase sequence where they're running up on top of the train as it's moving. Mm-hmm. And then they come up to a tunnel that uh, I don't remember. There's a sign that's like no something no about, rooftop passengers, yeah. no clearance or whatever. And so Hermes decides to limbo, mm-hmm. which Bender says he can't do, at least not if there's any, uh, at least not if there is no limbo music. And then he immediately starts getting hit by a machine gun fire and it sounds like a steel drum. He's like, oh, that'll work. That is definitely how bullets and physics work. It sure on is. On metal. So they, so they are limboing, and uh, one killbot says, oh, man, we're going to get fired. The other killbot's like, somebody say fire, and starts firing at the killbot mm-hmm. right before, so it ex- destroys that killbot, and then the other killbot just kind of runs into the side of the, the mountain. And then after 12 straight hours of limbo, mm-hmm. because they are in a cross-continental... Transcontinental Underground Railroad. Uh huh. So uh, Bender's legs are just straight up broken. Yeah, uh, which he just kind of discards and gets new legs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Hermes is just like, oh yeah, I was limboing for twelve hours and it's fine. <laughs> I will yeah. never not love the her ex- extreme Hermes limbo jokes. Yeah, they're very good every time. Like that one in the episode where he limbo's under the the oven. Like, Mm -hmm. just watching that whole sequence (laughs) makes me laugh every time. I love Hermes limbo everything. It's the best. There's also that one that he he limbos under a saber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. Until the other one cut off his head and then we had the whole... uh, Mm -hmm. into uh, Which one was that? That was the... uh, That was uh, Bender's big score. Right. So now they're right at the border of Mexico, right outside of Tijuana. And Bender decides, okay, awesome. I was built in Tijuana, so we can go in... And then we can try to find where I was built and mm-hmm. see if we can track down Inspector 5. So they have to go in front of a border agent and uh, Bender's like, see. Uh-huh, yeah, he's like, don't <laughs> don't worry, man. I'm from Mexico. I got this. And the border guard's like, sus papeles, por favor. And Bender's like, see. <laughs> and he gets a ukulele smashed on his head. And... Okay. Then Hermes takes out his little mini filing cabinet and hands over uh, visas and homeland security permission slips. Sure. And uh, the guard's like, thank you. I also would have accepted a bribe. <laughs> I didn't notice a couple of good names of shops when they get into into Tijuana Town. All right. Hit me with it. Uh, Adobe Photoshop. Nice. Um, I, Cantina Turner. <laughs> okay. That Those are the two I got. And they're like, ah, they, it was an attempt mm-hmm. because uh, Adobe Photoshop is spelled shoppy with the E at the end. It's very good. I, like mm-hmm. that. I imagine also because it's, you know, that sort of style of architecture, it was an Adobe. Yeah, it was. That's, it was very good. That's so clever. Okay. Yeah. I, I never <laughs> even noticed that before. I like that. Yeah. And also Bender's like, oh, you know, I was in Italy last week, which is true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I love that. Just like, yeah, I was in Italy last week. Like. <laughs> Okay, I mean, yeah, you're like, not wrong. Yeah, Bender Globetrotting is this section of the, the season or what have you. And then uh, they, so they find an employee directory in the trash that lists Inspector 5's mm-hmm. address. The reason they're looking in the trash is because Mom's Robot Factory in, in Tijuana is abandoned, dilapidated, not under maintenance or anything. It's just gone. Nobody's mm-hmm. there. Um, so they go to the garbage next to the uh, half cheese diaper. I was going to skip right over that. Yeah, I should have too. <laughs> now that I think about it again. And yeah, then they find that employee directory. So they go to Inspector 5's address. But like the whole town is basically abandoned. Yeah. The address is bizarre to me. It's 387 Avenida Con Pollo, which is Avenue with Chicken. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That's that's probably not how they name avenues. I've never been to Tijuana, but I'm going to guess they don't. <laughs> At least call it De Pollo, mm-hmm. Avenue of Chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm going to found a town and I'm going to name all the streets. Avenue of Chicken? Avenue of Chicken. I'm going to name... Welcome to Carne Asada is Tasty Boulevard. Ooh, I like that. Barbecue pork uh, court. I I would live on that. I would... I want to live on that. So they managed to find Inspector Five's Mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. It's abandoned. Nobody lives there. And And, and they'd been seen by a camera that came out of mom's pupil on the sign of the factory. So Mm -hmm. they know where they are. There's a weird moment where a lizard crawls through Bender and he shudders. And I'm like, no, I get that's got to be weird. That has to be weird. Hermes is like, hey, man, like, do you really want to spend the rest of your life in a bitter homicidal rage? And Bender's like, no, yes, I don't know. And he's kind of. All I wanted was a little quality control. <laughs> um, he uh, Hermie, Hermes points out that the time the search is probably over. Um, and um, the time that Bender has left is all the more precious because of the mortality mm-hmm. and the M- Inspector Five's mistake. And he says, you, you are Bender, which is something Inspector Five will never be. It's true. Bender starts saying, yeah, he's just a bureaucrat. One of those jerks. And Hermes is like, hmm. And then... Bender backpedals, and he also puts uh, Hermes on the do not kill list. A very high honor, indeed. It's a very high honor for Bender. Mm-hmm. Bender suggests going going out in the town in Tijuana and living a little right before part of the house is attacked. Yep. So Hermes says, or Hermes offers to ha- try to hack Inspector 5's terminal, which Bender points out is unhackable. And he's like, no, man, I'm going to stay here. And then the house kind of starts collapsing, and Bender's like, All right, peace out. Good luck with that. (laughs) And then Hermes hacks the terminal, Mm -hmm. declares Bender dead. And so they the killbots get uh, called off. Uh, This is the best part. The middle because there there are three killbots lined up in a line. One the middle killbots like we got a message from mom, although I don't see how it's her. And uh huh. And the other one of the other ones like, did somebody say how it's her? Like the the amount they're willing to stretch just to get to those, like it's pretty good. <laughs> it's 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 very funny to me. Uh, so they basically all destroy each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bender's really excited because he's like, he did it, yes, until the house collapses. Yep. So it doesn't look like Hermes made it out, but then Hermes limbo's right out of the house, out of under all the rubble, uh-huh. and then a cool explosion happens, and Hermes doesn't even look at it, because cool guys don't look yeah. at explosions. And Bender's like, oh man, he's not even looking at a cool explosion. He's a hero. So then uh, they go back to Planet Express, and um, everything is just going off the wall. There's an alarm going <laughs> off. Uh, Zoidberg is getting overcooked, uh-huh. as Leela puts it. Because uh, Scruffy is is turning him over a, open flame. The phone's disconnected. The ship's repossessed. The professor seems to be trapped in a giant Erlenmeyer flask, which is great. I uh, just a great mm-hmm. image. Um, and then Hermes manages to fix everything with a quick one hour bureaucratizing. Leela's like, "How do you make it look so simple?" And he's just shoveling paperwork into an incinerator. Mm-hmm. Which is in the main room. Uh-huh. Because he has to have one has to- at all times. This is this is my new headcanon. I like it. I also like how how many pieces of evidence you have in this one episode for this. Uh-huh. So, so many incinerators. Um, so then everybody's like, woo, let's go get drunk to celebrate. And then... Uh, because Bender also has a new outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as they all do that, Hermes tosses in a folder labeled inspector five into the incinerator Mm -hmm. and it's got a picture of a very young hermes on it so it turns out that hermes was inspector five the whole time um we we end the episode with a little bit of a flashback with hermes inspecting baby bender who's Uh, a very adorable little baby bender and when it's when he scans baby bender it says he has a missing backup unit but Hermes couldn't find it within himself to recycle Bender, so he overrode the defect and let Bender go through. And then he uh, resigns mm-hmm. after that. So uh, it gives a couple, a little bit more context as some of the things that happened earlier. 
uh, when he opened the file cabinet and knocked out Bender, he kind of pocketed the f- the file for Inspector Five that he throws in at the end. Sleight of hand is easier when you punch someone in the face first. Mm-hmm. That's this what is I- what I learned from the Rocks Academy of Disaster uh-huh. Resilience. I also found uh, learned this through D and D, and then uh, when when uh, we were in the house, uh, Hermes didn't actually have to hack into the terminal. It was it, his terminal. Yeah, just scanned his face. And then the episode ends on Hermes looking into the flames and kind of smiling. Um, yeah, and it's got like the, uh, I don't know what the name of the song is, but it's a sort of sweet sort of uh, song about something. Mm-hmm. Sweet something of someplace. Sweet something of someplace. Yeah, I don't know what the name of the song is. I probably should have looked that up. Eh. Yeah, yeah, you you all got Google. <laughs> Back to the Futurama. Yeah, we probably should have looked that up. And that means it's the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for... Grades. So I, I think this is actually a pretty good episode. I think it, it's it's a very interesting pairing because we often don't see Bender and Hermes interacting. It's true. We, for a we long really time. don't. So I think like adding the piece of Hermes being inspector kind of it fits within the, the plot, but it feels a little like smushed together a little bit because it, it's a little bit too much easy, happy coincidence for me. But at the same time, I can kind of forgive it because it, it is a fun little adventure that they go on. Um, we don't we don't see a whole lot of the rest of the crew, which is fine. Um, I like that when they come back and everything's just a mess. And then uh-huh. Hermes is a stabilizing force. I'll just put it that way. I think a lot of the jokes work and uh, the kind of heart of the show, you know, the heart of the episode, it, it works. It, it pulls on it a little bit to show that, you know, even though Hermes didn't know what this robot was going to end up being and being a friend, um, he kind of le- c- could recognize that it was better to l- let this baby robot go into the, the world and then having that faith repaid and being able to watch it, um, I think is important. So I, I think it was a pretty good episode. Um, it's probably not one of the best episodes, but it's very good, I think. So I'm going to give it, I'll go with a B. Okay. Um, so I really like this episode. I, I think when the show came back and there was sort of these like, you know, anywhere from disappointing to like, you know, fine, I guess, episodes mm-hmm. up until this point. This was the episode where I watched it and I'm like, yes, Futurama is back i'm back in this is great yeah because uh so like last episode you know i i sort of uh complained about sort of that like really frantic pace for the whole first half and then you get to planet vinci and then it just slows down this episode kind of has a little bit of that same like you know they're on a mission they're going from place to place to place to like do this thing but it's not quite as compacted Mm -hmm. there's also not that halfway point where it's just like and all the energy just got sucked out of the room so i think it does it a lot better than the last episode okay and also you know having like i mean like you said first of all her we don't get a lot of hermes centric episodes in general sure let alone the hermes and bender combination so i liked that Uh, i always love the bureaucrat jokes i always love the limbo jokes like hermes is hermes is great great i i love hermes um, and then on top of that, you end on that note where, and it's, you know, just a very quick montage of feelings, but you go back to that, that thing where Futurama is not afraid to be like, oh, Hey, here's a touching moment. Like here's something deeper than just, ha ha ha. We're laughing about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're laughing about lower horns or whatever. Right. Cause we all laugh at those. Let's oh, be, they're very let's good. be honest. Mm-hmm. So all of that, I think, adds up to a really good episode. Now, I don't think it's it's one one of the best, sure, but I think it's I think it's good enough to bring it up just to that like a minus sort of level. I don't really have many complaints. It's it just uh, you know I, I think most of the the soul of Futurama is in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good. So, yeah, I'm going to say A minus. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I was giving it a little bit harsh. I think I'll give it a B plus instead. Because I think you're right. It does feel more than like Futurama than really the rest of the Comedy Central so far have. Mm-hmm. Like some of them have been kind of family guy-esque or way too, like with the Susan Boyle episode, way too uh-huh. current, current time 
you know, let's let's riff on this thing <laughs> while it's still hot. Exactly. For whatever where, where this one was just let's get back to what Futurama is good at. And it's it's these these characters interacting in this space. Mm-hmm. And they got back to that and it really works. Cool. And uh, yeah, we want to know what you all think about this episode mm-hmm. and uh, anything else about Futurama or The Rock and his Academy of uh-huh. Disaster Resilience. And or Hugh the f- the f- Fauna Grant. <laughs> I can't even get through it because it's so funny to me. Uh-huh. Hugh Grant. I, I love this the- action star you came <laughs> I, love, I mean, I was with you on Vin Diesel because, uh-huh. yeah, okay, that works. I, I love the idea of The Rock, Vin Diesel, Mark Ruffalo, and Hugh Grant <laughs> teaming up together. How much would you... Oh. When when you have a D&D party of... Oh, man. Fighter, barbarian... Uh, what would Mark Ruffalo be? Wizard? He, is, he feels that scientist role to me. Okay. He, then, I mean, he is Bruce Banner. And then you've got... Uh, and then you've got uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. So it's just like, yo, we need bard? a we need a bard. <laughs> yeah. And then like the bard shows up, and you're like, all right, cool. I guess. Yeah, I guess this works. So, uh, anyways, yeah, we want to know what you have to think about all of that. <laughs> um, there are plenty of ways you can get in contact with us. You can email us at Back to the Futurama Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Back to Futurama. And we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and probably a ton of other places as well. Those are the ones I know we are on. Uh, possibly yeah. Stitcher, maybe? Who knows? You know, you, you submit to uh, Apple Podcasts and all these other yeah. like smaller ones just like feed off of that feed and so like so find us find us wherever wherever. uh review us please rate us subscribe and send to your friends and send to the rock send to mr the rock Dwayne the rock johnson and please don't uh, i don't know if we actually want him to do that and of course we are on patreon so if you for whatever reason want to support what we do um with money you can absolutely do that and if, even if not we love you all the same uh you've you've come with us on this journey like you like uh we we, we like 100 episodes of this journey yeah, we like to thank you every episode but this one th- you you not only waited for this and then we didn't so you waited for this <laughs> that's a good way to put it but you waited for us and then you came this far and listened and heard us get really weird so i just want to thank you and uh, regardless of whether or not you give us money, we we love you and thank you. Yeah, and it it you know meant a lot to uh, both of us that you were also supportive of yeah. us having to take a little bit of a hiatus. So yeah, it, know, was, we, it was really meaningful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, until next, should we, should we plug the the fan group? Uh, yeah, we also have a, a fan group uh, made by uh, fan uh, Laura, who is. One of our biggest fans, and she made a whole fan group called League of Jeremy's. Look for it on Facebook, and uh, you can mm-hmm. uh, talk about how much of a dinguses we are, oh, which yeah. is a lot. Which is a lot. I'm sure there will be a uh, a, a very lively post about this this <laughs> uh, this episode. So go go jump in the conversation. And uh, yeah, until next week, I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.